location of the Big Open. Photographs of the Powder River Basin by Dinas Hasners at 6.30 p.m. To register, please call 307-672-5809 or visit powderriverbasin.org. Sheridan and Johnson County estate planning lawyers are pleased to present a seminar on estate planning, free to the public and applicable to adults of all ages. The seminar will be held Saturday, October 28th, beginning at 9 a.m. at the Hub on Smith. Refreshments will be served during the breaks and a light lunch will be served at noon. People may attend some or all of the sessions. Reservations are not required but are appreciated. Please call 672-8905 for more information. See the ad in this week's Country Bounty for a list of the topics covered. Are you ready to turn a page on your career? McDonald's Restaurants in Sharon have an exciting opportunity. McDonald's is on the lookout for a dynamic full-time shift manager to lead the team, starting at an impressive $21 per hour. This open-to-close position, including weekends, offers stability and opportunities for advancement. This shift manager position has a starting pay of $21 per hour. Visit McHire.com to submit your application online or drop by any McDonald's location in Sheridan to pick up an application. Moss Holders wants to help you improve your mornings. So right now, every mattress at Moss Holders is on sale. Once you find the perfect mattress, you can customize your comfort with special bonus buys. Get extra savings on adjustable foundations, which allow you to find your favorite sleeping position and reduce snoring. Select new pillows that will help keep you cooler and conform perfectly to your head and neck. Finally, get some new sheets that improve your overall sleep experience. Let Moss Holders help you have better mornings. That's Moss Holders Mattress Sale going on now. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. Mamma Mia, here I go again. I know, it's the encore performances at the Wyo Theater, October 19th through 22nd. How can I resist them? You're right, how can you? True, does it show just how much I miss them? I guess, but we did just finish the first weekend, so it hasn't been that long. Well, now I really know, I could never let it go. You don't have to. Get your tickets online at wyotheater.com and don't miss the final performances of Mamma Mia at the Wyo, October 19th through 22nd. Tune in to SheridanMedia.com for the ultimate online auction experience. Discover unbeatable deals on hot buys right now. Local retailers offering must-have items starting at half off of retail value. From dining certificates to beauty, automotive, and a bunch more. Bid your way to incredible savings. Get over to hot buys for the bidding frenzy right now and ending at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on the hottest deals in town only at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready to bid, win, and save. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by First Federal Bank and Trust. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. I am joined this morning by Sheridan County Commissioners Nick Sill and Holly Jennings. Good morning, commissioners. Good morning, Floyd. Now, uh, how how are you doing on this Thursday? It's actually, the weather outside is actually pretty incredible right now. Isn't it amazing for this time of year how how beautiful it is and how there wasn't even frost this morning. I know, you know, for this time of year and and it's just amazing to still be able to get outdoors. And I can tell you that um, I do have a camper on the mountain and I've been up there some, and it's a whole different story up there. There's, yeah. There's a lot of snow and ice up on the mountain. Don't say that snow word. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But there is, there is, there's, there's a lot of it up there already, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of snow and ice on the mountain, and it's hard to get around up there. And, uh, and 
So it really is fall up there, but boy, what a beautiful long fall we've had down here. How are you doing hunting up there? You seen anything? Well, you know, um, there's a difference between seeing them and actually bringing them home. (laughs) And uh, I have seen a lot of wildlife, um, and and I'm a little picky when it comes to deer hunting. And uh, and I've had a couple. I have not pulled the trigger yet this year. So, but 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 enjoying the outdoors and being on the mountain and looking around. And I've seen a lot of wildlife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. that's good, but uh, yeah. a little choosy. On are you are you wanting to bring home a trophy, or or is it the size of the 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 package? Are you we know, looking at the meat? You know, truthfully, pretty much one thing. Um, I think that the the mule deer numbers are down a little bit, and like to see the population recoup. And I don't want to shoot one just for the sake of shooting one. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of trophy hunting. Yeah, and uh, and see what what it brings and if i don't shoot one it's i bet i'm still gonna make it through the winter but yeah <laughs> <laughs> your, your life's not dependent yeah, on this huh? that's right but that's uh, right. i wish you the best of luck miss jennings are you a hunter at all have I you ever am. gone hunting yep yep i've uh, grew up on deer meat my whole life uh, just about in fact uh, my my mom tells a story about the first time that we had beef uh, me and my brother and sister and we all Turned up our noses at it because we uh, were so used to deer meat. So, yeah, and I hunt every year since I was 12 years old. That's so, really cool. Yeah. Uh, my my father-in-law was a big hunter back mm-hmm. in the day, and, boy, I'm here to tell you, if he didn't uh, give us uh, a lot of elk meat when I was 19 years old, I don't know if we would have made it through the winter oh, yeah. or not. Yeah. So, uh, you know, hunting is a big part of who we are here. It's a big part of our culture. Now, Miss Jennings, where and how? Did you grow up? Let's get to know uh, our new commissioner a little bit. So um, I was actually born in Kansas and uh, lived there until I was about oh, 12, 13 years old. And then moved to Oklahoma, which not very far away from Kansas. <laughs> um, and I stayed in Kansas or in Oklahoma until I was 19. Graduated high school in a little tiny town called Burlington, Oklahoma. And um, then took my first year of uh, college at uh, Northwestern Oklahoma State University. And uh, then we got the opportunity. My my parents came up here, and uh, I was like, you know what? There's a pretty good college up there. I think I'll go up there. My sister wanted to go to the culinary program that was just starting at Sheridan College. Um, she was one of the first uh, group of students that went through that back in 2005, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, just just wonderful to come up here to Sheridan College and went to school for three years and transferred a bunch of credits to Montana State University Billings got my bachelor's degree in biology and I almost have a bachelor in chemistry but uh, it meant taking another round of physics and I wasn't up for that <laughs> a lot of equations there I know yeah, yeah chemistry I, I, if it wasn't for chemistry I'd be a biologist <laughs> Uh, now, uh, you know, you've got a pretty political family. Mm-hmm. Your father's a representative yep. of uh, District 30. Yep. Your sister is a city council member. You're now part of the commission. Was there a lot of political talk within the family growing up? You know, probably. I don't remember when I was young uh, as far as, you know, under 18. But when I got old enough to vote, uh, yeah, we discussed all kinds of different things. Um, and and I know a lot of people think my family and I agree hundred percent on everything and that's not true we had wonderful debates and discussions yeah on lots of different topics um i think it's important uh even if you share a lot of the same values and ideals it's still really important to sit down and talk through historical significance 
political significance, what's happening today. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. My daughter uh, hit that, that great age of voting, and I was really proud of her the day I got a text message that said, Dad, I don't know a lot about this person. Would you do a little research and help me understand what's going on? That's wonderful. Oh, man, it hit just right in the chest. Right? I was like, there we go. We, yep. uh, you know, she's heading in the right direction. An informed voter is a voter, in yep. my opinion. Now, in your opinion, what is the role of the Sheridan County Commission? You know, I think it's part administrative role, certainly. Um, you've got all of these different um, components, you know, the fairgrounds, the library, um, the um, the airport. <laughs> trying to remember them all in my head. Um, but... And then you also have budgets that come from all different organizations that the county is over. But I think the biggest role that a county commissioner serves is we are representatives of the people of Sheridan. Um, We're their voice. And so we need to make sure that we know about projects that are coming up. We know what's going on in the community. Uh, And I'm certainly immersing myself in lots of information and really enjoying it. there is a bit of a learning curve when you there first is. come in, yep. isn't there? Yep. Uh, is is does the commission basically kind of hand you the handbook, uh, <laughs> or or give you a class or something like that? Well, there is a handbook. Um, it, it's kind of interesting. I was appointed, um, I believe it was the nineteenth of September, if I remember correctly, and the next week was the Wyoming Association of County Officers, which is a three day conference. Um, down in uh, Casper. Casper, yep. And uh, I felt bad for uh, these other commissioners because they went through this whole training that was meant for new officers, and I found tons of information on it, and these guys kind of sat there and were like, we know this already. (laughs) (laughs) But it was great for me. Uh, As far as as the learning curve, um, you know, certainly the staff and, and everyone has been willing to say, hey, if you have a question on this particular subject, We'll show you where the records are or talk to you about it. Um, but it's going through and, and just listening to all the meeting minutes and the staff meeting. I'm sorry, not the meeting minutes, the staff meetings, looking through meeting minutes. And, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and Cameron Duff is probably yeah. one of the most integral human beings I've ever met in my life and had the pleasure to sit and talk with him. Uh, there was a bit of envy when you guys stole him, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, he fills a fantastic role over there and I know he's doing a great job. Uh, I'm just jealous cause I no longer get to sit and speak with him about all kinds of issues that, uh, our public libraries actually have to go through. Now for, for you, what do you feel that you're bringing to the table, uh, on the commission? Mm, that's a good question. You know, I think I think each of us brings a different part of ourselves, um, whether it be political, whether it be um, different aspects. And I think for me, I feel like I bring um, just that sense of of a new person who's really excited in in government. Um, not not to say that Nick and the rest aren't <laughs> excited about it, but you've been there a while. And so I think I bring a new perspective on different projects. Now, when will the term expire that you're currently filling? So the term expires January 2020, 2025. 
2025. Okay, yeah. and now have you chosen whether or not you're going to run for election or not? <laughs> you know, that's uh, something I'm certainly thinking about, but I am only a month into this, so right. I want to kind of reserve that until I've gone through and, and looked at it and... Getting a little so, road under the feet yes, first you before go. you decide Weigh if you want to keep walking. Cons. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Now, in your opinion, what is the biggest problem <clears throat> facing Sheridan County right now? I think it's a problem that's been discussed over and over and over again, but it still is one of those things that we have to bring in some some more ideas, and that is uh, housing. It just continues to be a struggle. And what I mean by housing is... Um, you know, I, I was looking through uh, houses just the other day, and almost every house in there is two hundred and fifty thousand uh, and above. Uh, and if you're a if you're a family of four that's service workers, you're not making enough money to be able to afford that. Yeah. And so it, it's a difficult situation because I'm very much a free market person. Um, I think probably. We, we need to really sit down and have more discussions on how we can bring that about. You know, I was speaking with Ron Richter uh, a while ago, and he said Floyd housing, affordable housing, is something that he's been reporting on for 20 mm-hmm. years. In it hasn't community. changed. It's just been building and building. And, and with the, the wage gap to the housing market, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just absolutely staggering and only growing. Uh, we've actually got a caller, folks. If you would do me the favor of throwing your headsets on here real quick, we'll see what they've got to say. Good morning. You're on Public Pulse. Well, thank you for the opportunity. Um, I actually have two questions. They're pretty succinct. One, I would like to place uh, to Commissioner Siddle because he does sit on the SAWS board. And so it'd be more of a question for him. And then the other question, I'll just throw it out there for either one or both of the commissioners if they can uh, relate to it. So here we go. Um, Commissioner Siddle, I'm looking at the calendar and there are 10 uh, working days. Take Saturday and Sunday out of the equation. There are 10 working days before the city of Sheridan City Council would vote on November Sixth, whether or not they would accept the SAWS system by disillusion. And the 7th, which oddly enough is Election Day, <laughs> um, whether the county would, if I've got those dates correct. So my question for you is, with the short, short window of time, there was some talk on the part of the SAWS board that they would hold some kind of uh, tent revival meeting, get the SAWS customers who in the county... Uh, about 2,000, get them notified, let's have a talk about this, what are your thoughts on disillusion before the county, which more or less, it's been a county-city effort, but of course the initiating conversations have taken place in the county. So can you tell me, sir, have any meeting dates been notified to the SAWS county customers, some 2,000? We're getting ready to perhaps transfer your water delivery system located in the county to the city for them to own for their purposes. Has that happened? That's question one. Sure. I'll go ahead ahead and answer that if you would. Okay. Oh, great. If you will. So, um, so as of yesterday, we did set the dates and, and we will be, we will be getting out the, 
So the dates are Tuesday, October 24th at 5.30 p.m. and Monday, October 30th at 5.30 p.m. So we're on two different days of the week in two different weeks. Um, And they will be at the exhibit hall at the fairgrounds. So we've got plenty of room for people to come and and air their concerns and and see exactly what the... uh, what is written out in the dissolution agreement and marvelous and uh so those two dates we just set those yesterday so it was very timely timely question today well and by notifying them will it essentially be the public notice process is it is there any other way of letting them know i don't know i know at one point you had suggested to me that we have a have it go out with the water bills, but I just got my water bill like three days ago, so too late. I don't think it's too late for them to go out with the Saws water bills. But well, um, I appreciate the acknowledgement on the radio today, so thank you for that. So you bet. So that's where we'll go, and we'll and we'll do the best we can to get our public notices out there and let people know that okay. those are the two dates. Can I go to my second question? You sure can. And uh, either commissioner or both can weigh in if they wish to. County and I'm going to bracket this, administrative government. There was a reference to Mr. Cameron Duff, a replacement for uh, Mrs. Obermuller, who'd been there for, I believe, 12 years. I'm not certain. But county administrative government, are you aware, can you cite or reference state statute for this position? This is a non-elected position in the county. Can you state how you can have an administrator in county government? And so many questions have revolved around that. Um, Ida Shunk Thompson's challenge uh, budget has at, at revolved a bit around the administrator position, not Mr. Duff. This is not an accusation of Mr. Duff. Municipalities can. They have home rule. And so they can pass, as the city did, uh, after several efforts pass a city administrative government question are you aware of where the definition is is and do you know of other counties not cities counties you can instruct me have what is identified as administrative uh, positions within the county uh, similar to mr duff i'll get off the phone now and listen to your answer well, I guess I can't quote the state statute right off the top of my head that allows for for counties to have administrators. Um, certainly, certainly there are roles defined for the elected officers, and there is also um, positions for the county commissioners to have administration. And so, um, it's it's probably a little bit of a gray area there. I mean, I'm I'm quite sure we've not. Obviously, this was done way before Miss Jennings and I were county commissioners. Um, there were administrators prior to Mrs. Obermuller, who you say had been there 12 years, which I think might even have been 14 years. But she was there a long, long time and did an outstanding job. And uh, and so, you know, our, our administrative right now is uh, is somewhat over um, human resources and payroll and um uh mm, ap so all the all the payments that are made out of the county and those run through our office and and uh so that's the role i don't know that i can 
I can't quote a state statute right now that says certainly that that is okay. I it's not my job to know what other counties have for administrators, so I don't know. I can't answer that. Jenny, you know, um, I I did read through Title eighteen before I took this <laughs> job, two hundred thirty some pages, and um, I don't remember reading anything but i will say there is a wonderful search function um that you can go into on the um, wyoming legislature website and pull up state statute and then search for keywords so you know i I really encourage anyone if you have a question about whether there's a state statute look at look it up go search for it um i don't remember it but it is 200 some pages so (laughs) Uh, come on, you didn't memorize that? Can't commit that, that to memory? What I did it? not. <laughs> All right, on that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll have more with our Sheridan County Commissioners when we return. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE, 103.9 FM, Sheridan. bank switches? At First Federal Bank and Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer. You're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Has your home become the proverbial money pit? Everything is going wrong. Things are breaking on the daily, and you can't afford to fix them. Nor do you want to. Let Wyo Renovation assist you. They will buy any property in any location, no matter what issues it has. They will get you cash, probably more than you could get anywhere else. And you can walk away and let them bring the property back to life. Learn more at wyorenovation.com or find them on Facebook. Let's talk about tires. Think about snowy, icy roads ahead. Now, think about your current worn tires. How safe does that make you feel? Luckily, Midas Tire and Auto has their best tire sale on brands like Cooper, Hankook, and Toyo going on this month. Buy three tires, get one free, and up to a $100 rebate on select tires. Midas also has big savings on shocks and struts. Preparing for winter is critical. Saving money is optional, but Midas makes it easy to do both. Getting and keeping you safely on the road. Midas Tire and Auto in Sheridan. Check out the new Buckaroo on the Block, Tara's Craft Kitchen, open Friday evenings 5 to 8.30 p.m. at 3.30 North Main in downtown Sheridan. Enjoy your dinner experience with an indoor garden vibe, great wine and beer selection, fun cocktails, and a full dinner menu. Tara's Craft Kitchen will fill your plate with scrumptious meals and a fun, friendly atmosphere. Tara's Craft Kitchen, 33 North Main in Sheridan. 
For reservations, call 763-4133. The following message is presented by the Home Loan Center of First Federal Bank and Trust on Coffee Avenue. This is Jason Etcher with Sheridan Fire and Rescue. With the school year upon us, we'd like to share a few tips on child pedestrian safety while sharing the roads. Take extra care to look for children in school zones, near playgrounds, and parks. Always use extreme caution to avoid striking pedestrians wherever they may be, no matter who has the right of way. In a school zone, when flashers are blinking, stop and yield to pedestrians crossing the crosswalk or intersection. Never pass a vehicle stop for pedestrians. Be alert. Children are often unpredictable, and they tend to ignore hazards and risks. Thank you for your extra diligence in keeping our children safe. If you're looking for a little extra sports coverage in life, you should check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast hosted by me, James Timberlake. Every week, we break down some of the biggest stories in the sports world, as well as some other topics along the way. And we'll maybe talk about something random, like how mind-blowing the invention of shoelaces must have been when they first came out. Who knows? For all of your sports jargon and maybe a little extra, check out the Weekend Sports Wrap podcast posted every Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts, or on SheridanMedia.com, presented by Jack and Kathleen Wood at 307 Real Estate and Alpine Climate Control. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I'm speaking with Sheridan County Commissioners Nick Siddle and Holly Jennings. In the first part, we got to know our new Sheridan County Commissioner, Holly Jennings, just a little bit. Now, I was going to go on and we talk about some projects, but since we've got this here, Mr. Siddle, <laughs> we'll move right <laughs> into SAWS. Okay. Uh, now, first off... Can you tell us about the Sheridan area water supply? Now, that is SAWS, Joint Powers Board. What was the purpose that these individuals served? Well, you know, the originally um, and the, uh, the resolution that I'm looking says that in 1988, um, the Sheridan area water Joint Powers Board was established, and it was to give... Um, service to rural water customers who didn't who didn't have water service and and as you know if you live out in the rural community and and uh, every neighbor has to have a well and and every some of the water quality is much better than others and and so there was a project established to to provide rural people water and the Joint Powers Board was established in 1988 and what it it is three People from the appointed by the county commissioners, and they are county commissioners. Three from the city. One is always the mayor, and two city councilmen, and uh, that is who makes up the joint powers board. And then within that board, we elect a chairman, a treasurer, and a secretary um, to operate in the board. And that's how it's been done for for many many years. And the county um, has an administrator, uh, Saws Water administrator, and at times, we've also had an, an administrative assistant. Right now, we don't currently have an administrative assistant, but we have at times. And then, obviously, the city has their public works director, and the city has a public works department. The city has been doing all the maintenance and repairs on the project, and then the city has also become responsible for the billing of the SAWS water customers. Um and so that's kind of where where the saws situation sets, um, and it's been looked at for years by different commissions, and and uh, kind of come forward a little more at this point to possibly dissolve the the joint powers board and put it all under the administration of the city. However, the one the the one thing is that 
there will still be a uh, committee that will, will, the committee will be five members and there'll be three members from the county commissioners and two members from the city um, that would that would oversee the rural part of the project um, and help to set the rates for the customers and those things. Even if the dissolution agreement goes forward, there will still be three county representatives. So when this board meets, it setting rates is that their primary function or or did they have other things that they had to discuss say like expansion or project no certainly expansion long-term agreements expansion um for example one of the big things that you could have seen in the very recent history is that when wydot said they were going to replace the road out coffeen avenue past the college all the way to the bridge out there um well, the uh, the main saws water line for out there was in the right of way of the road, and so before before we could do anything, we had to work with through YDOT and then get that. And that's the first thing they actually did. And now the road project's been set back because of YDOT's budget woes. But you'll you'd have noticed that over on the east side of the highway there. Oh, well off the right of way, there was a whole new water line put in. And so there's a whole new saws water line there where that project was going. So, you know, looking at all of that kind of stuff, looking at anytime there's a new subdivision and they want saws water, what's available. And, and I guess we probably all know eventually, I mean, you run out of water and we do the county still does own a pretty good chunk of chunk is not a good word of water a <laughs> couple pool, gallons let's say a pool of water <laughs> a, pool, a couple pools of water there you go at lake desmet yeah and so eventually i mean you can talk about the cost of the project and it certainly would be a costly project but eventually probably we're going to have to bring some water from lake desmet to sheridan if you look at what gillette gillette pumps their water from wells that are way out um, north of Moorcroft, and they oh pump goodness. it all the way to Gillette. They they dug deep wells there all the way to the Madison Formation, and and they pump the city of Gillette pumps their water that far. So, getting water from Lake Desmet to Sheridan is not an insurmountable task. Obviously, it's a it's an expensive task. So, anyway, that's the that's kind of the situation. And so, like I said, um, <clears throat> we're it, it's looking. The dissolution agreement um, pretty much transfers the assets, most of the assets of of SAWS to the city, and then the city becomes responsible for the administration. So that would do away with the county's part of the administration, except for the um, committee that would work on it. Um, and that's the real point. Lloyd of having these two public hearings and I know there's some a lot of concern out there about the the county's um part of it and and the role that the county plays as well as you aren't sure if you're a county I mean I'm a saws water customer and I certainly want representation from the county protecting me out there absolutely and so you know I I sit on this committee and I look at it and I can't I truthfully can say that I I have not decided how I'm going to vote on the situation yet, and these two public hearings will have a lot to do with with the, what happens, I believe. 
So it is it really in uh, the best interest of individuals who live out in the rural county to come in, kind of pay attention to what's going on with this SAW situation. Is that right. the representation that you're talking about? We don't want to risk losing that? Sure. Sure. You know, we, we want to sell some oversight and and some representation. And, and I mean, right now, truthfully, the city of Sheridan's water and SAW's water lines run through the same the same lines. I mean, it's not like there's a whole bunch of separate lines. SAWS does own some lines that go outside of the city, but from the source to the city to the water treatment plant, I mean, it's all it's all coming right down Big Goose in a 20-inch line. And so it basically all falls under the jurisdiction of the city up until those lines whenever, are in the county anyway. Whenever the line breaks, the city repairs it. Yeah. And and so I mean, it's all it can it could all easily be transferred into one system. And administered in one area and uh, taken care of, but certainly want to make sure that the county people are are well represented. And and so I would urge you this agreement. It's called Sheridanary Water Supply Joint Powers Board Dissolution Agreement. It is available on our county website. Take a look at it, pull it up, and take a look at it and uh, and see what you think of it. And then come to the public hearing and and air your concerns. Once again, those are Tuesday, October 24th, and Monday, October 30th, both of them at 5.30 at the Fairgrounds Exhibit Hall. There you go, folks. You want to make sure that you get your word in on that discussion, especially if you're living out there in the county and you're a SAWS water customer. Um, You want to be well represented uh, in any situation. This one sounds like it's going to be pretty important because, you know, especially if you happen to be a farmer out there. That's kind of a bigger deal. And, uh, all right. On that, I'm going to take another quick commercial break. We'll continue with the Sheridan County Commission right after this. You're listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE at 103.9 FM, Sheridan. First Federal Bank and Trust would like to recognize this week's winner of $1,000 cash and a $1,000 marketing donation match from Sheridan Media. As part of their community commitment, St. Edmund's Church is receiving these funds per random drawing. We're giving $1,000 away every week to a qualified nonprofit organization. Next week, it could be your nonprofit. Visit our website, efirstfederal.bank, for details. First Federal Bank and Trust and Sheridan Media present Community Commitment Member FDIC. If you've got a person in your family who loves to have high-quality sunglass protection for their outdoor life, a gift certificate to Eye Care of the Bighorns is the perfect gift. They carry prescription and non-prescription sunglasses from Maui Gym, Costa Del Mar, Ray-Ban, and more. With a gift certificate, your loved one can find the exact frame they want with the lenses designed for their outdoor use. Eye Care of the Bighorns, 1033 Coffeine Avenue behind Subway and online at eyecareofthebighorns.com. It's time for the Caleb Shrine's Tunnel of Terror, if you dare. Thursday, October 26th from 6 to 8 p.m. And Friday and Saturday, October 27th and 28th from 6 to 10. All ages are welcome, but younger children should be accompanied by an adult. At only $5 per person or $20 for the whole family, it's a spooktacular time. October 26th through the 28th, 145 West Lauks, the Caleb Shrine's Tunnel of Terror, if you dare. 
attention power customers. Montana Dakota Utilities will have a planned power outage Thursday, October 19th, 10 p.m. through 3 a.m. Friday for the Story Banner area, including Mead Creek, Pompey Creek, Upper Prairie Dog, Piney Creek, Wagon Box, and along Highway 14, south of Mead Creek to Murphy Gulch. The outage is needed to safely upgrade equipment. Montana Dakota recommends backing up or shutting down computers and electronics and apologizes for any inconvenience. See more at montana-dakota.com. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. It's time to start thinking about tires. Well, thanks for reminding me. I need new tires. Well, we're rolling out the deals for our automotive and power sports customers. All in-stock ATV, side-by-side, and cycle tires are 25% off. And if we don't have what you need in stock, you'll get 10% off your order. That's a great deal. And automotive customers will get a free oil change when we swap out summer tires for winter tires or install four new tires. Make tracks to Sheridan Honda and Power Sports today. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, proudly brought to you by our friends out there at First Federal Bank and Trust. I'm Floyd Whiting. (laughs) Now, we've talked about the upcoming SAWS meetings. Uh, You're going to want to make sure that you're out there. Uh, uh, Correct me if I get this wrong, Commissioner Siddle, but that's going to be October 24th and the 30th, correct? Correct. And you're going to want to make sure that you get to those meetings, especially if you are a SAWS customer out there in rural Sheridan. Shifting gears on us, uh, we're going to look at a couple projects that have been going on. Commissioner Siddle, Wolf Creek Road recently reopened. Can you remind us what had to be done out there? Sure. That was a uh, shared project with the town of Ranchester. And uh, if you know where the, the Ranchester Park is out there, the the river runs right directly next to the park and, and continually was washing into the city street there and onto the street and when high water was going on. And so in a cooperative deal with the city and the county, we worked together, built a good berm to try and keep that river away from the road, resurfaced the road, and then and then attached to the county road on out past the bridge and and uh, made that whole project flow together so that, so that the road will be probably a lot less likely to wash out in the future and and in a lot better condition out there. So now that now that the road is done, then the city will take the maintenance of that all the way to where the pavement ends and the gravel road of the county begins. And and a really great project. Go out there and take a look at it. It's a nice project. And that's kind of one of the big things that the commission takes care of is l- looking at and funding a lot of projects having to do with our dirt roads out there. What is it, 500 miles of mm-hmm. roadway you guys manage? Uh-huh, yep, and and only about 40 of it's paved. The yeah. rest of it's all gravel roads. <laughs> I bet you've learned a lot about <laughs> gravel in your time on the commission. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot of calls about gravel <laughs> since I've been on the commission. Yes, sir. Now, as we approach, uh, as you said, you know, the W word is right around the corner. Are there any projects still in the works for this year, or are we hanging up the shovels for the season? You know, pretty well we're 
right now we're just trying to get roads shaped up for for winter. Um, luckily, we've had some nice weather. In some areas, we've had moisture. When you get moisture, you can work roads and trying to get them smoothed up. We've also, we're also just completing the project we talked about last month out on Soldier Creek with the guardrail is all in. That road's in pretty good shape. They're just kind of doing the final blading on that road right now. And it's in it's in really good shape out there at Soldier Creek, and uh, and so yeah, we're just trying to get roads ready for winter, and then and then we'll be putting the snowplows on the equipment, Floyd. <laughs> I, I was going to ask what our winter job is if the yeah. crew's cracking their knuckles yet, and getting ready yeah. to head out. Yeah, uh, uh, you know, I've I've heard two different uh, things about this winter. One, I've heard, you know, oh man, it's going to be one of the big ones. It's going to be one of the harsh ones. And then I heard from somebody else who was pretty reliable say, ah, no. Nah, it's going to be pretty typical. So I'm 50-50. I don't know which way we're going to go. We're going to have to wait till the snow flies. Moving on to another pretty good-sized project here in Sheridan is the Sheridan County Coroner's Office. Is this completed? It's close. It's really close. I got to go and tour that facility. Um, I think it was a week or two ago. And, uh, you know, drywall's up. Looks like they've got uh, starting to close in a lot of the different um, areas and yeah, it's it's looking really good in there. Now, for those who don't know, where exactly is this located within our county? So it's it's right in front of uh, where the police department is and the sheriff's department. Now, as you were walking through, it used there, to be the old KFC almost twenty years ago. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, the KFC was just slightly south of there. Yep, yeah. Yep. But- repurposing a a new area there we go now what are your thoughts when you were walking through there looking at this i mean i've never been into a coroner's office Uh, i imagine this is probably your first as well it it was yeah what what were your initial (laughs) thoughts on that you know um a large part of the building is of of course the cold storage um area um and um i think walking through it there there's a nice place for some some office equipment and of course, the uh, examination area, and um, there's a place for vehicles as well. I, I think it's a great opportunity for our uh, coroner to really have a space where um, we, he can look at it and decide if an autopsy needs to be done or what needs to happen. Um, so I'm excited about it. Yeah. Recently, we just approved a new truck and topper for yep. him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who may not know why, could you explain the reasoning behind that award? Well, sure. I mean, uh, we obviously need to be able to transport bodies. And and uh, right now, all of our autopsies are being done in billings. And we're having to pay um, the local um, undertakers to haul our bodies up there for them to be autopsied and this will save us money by having our own vehicle to do it um, doing it on our own time not having to pay them to do it and that will certainly save us there plus i mean it's transporting anything from we'll be able to transport everything that we need to transport and uh it was truthful it's amazing how hard it was for us to find a vehicle that would work for this situation and it was a pretty intensive search to even find one and so it's a good thing then we'll be able to take care of that and, and you know we've relied for years and years and years obviously our coroner was um was a local funeral home owner or director and and now that we have a separate coroner that is not that way and we've relied on those funeral homes forever it'll be really nice for us to have our own area yeah and uh, be able to do our own work 
Yeah, and I'm, you know, fairly surprised we've made it this far without having to do so, really. Uh, you know, when it comes to that type of work, uh, it takes a very special, specific person uh, to be able to, to do that well. And most of those individuals go into funeral homework and things like that. So we've had that benefit so far, but I think this is good that uh, we've, you know, went ahead and we invested in this time. We well, it's investing in the future absolutely. of the county. Yeah, and, and, and having that uh, vehicle, you know, I'm sure there's all kinds of requirements that come with that mm-hmm. uh, when you're transporting remains and things as such. The main thing that we heard was uh, the height of the uh, pickup bed. Oh, really? Because of the, um, the bed that they have to put on there if if it doesn't fold the right way it uh it actually will fall over so oh wow it had to be a, yeah, a the, low the gurney bed. has to yep. fit and has to slide in properly and and if the if the tailgate of the pickup was too high it just wouldn't work yep. yeah and so, it had to be eight, i believe eight feet and long. you had to have an eight foot long bed and so we ended up with a, a toyota tacoma pickup that fit the bill so, oh no kidding yeah yeah and, oh wow yeah, and then and then of course it'll be all fitted with the you know, anytime the sheriff's department or the coroner or whatever gets a vehicle, then it has to be fitted with all the stuff that goes, you know, so that's the way it works. Oh, yeah. Any any vehicle doing that type of service, any, you know, uh, it, our, our sheriff's office vehicles and things like that, once we get them, then they've got to be fitted. Correct. And, and that itself yeah. is a whole another section of the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. So moving on, speaking of the Sheridan County Sheriff, how's the office coming along? Very well. I think that remodel project is currently almost entirely completed. We had some roof issues, some siding issues, and and uh, then even some sewage issues that we had to deal with there at the sheriff's office. But as you know, anytime you own buildings, they've got to be maintained, and that's and that just had to be done. And uh, and we have to try and keep our buildings maintained the best that we can. Now, when it comes to cost on that sheriff's office, how much did that run the county? Do you remember right offhand? I, I truthfully don't remember right off the top of my head. I can't, don't look at me. It I was before me. <laughs> I can't quote. I, I, I'll, I'll take a hit on that one, Floyd. I can't quote you the number on that. That's fine. I don't and expect you to remember. Yeah. Probably prove me wrong, so I'm just not going to say. <laughs> it's best, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Has work paused on the Brooks Street project for the season, or is there something else that we can get done while we're waiting for uh, those leaves? Um, you ahead. know, there was there was an issue with the um, pipe that was along Brooks Street, um, and there was a lot of corrosion on it, and there was a pause. Uh, I know the commission we voted for uh, finances to get that fixed because it's right there. Um, and they were already working on it. And there was an issue with the city as far as concerns with what is that going to do with uh, customers and the flow um, past that point. And so for about a month, um, they were discussing back and forth between the city and the and the county of whether we could move forward uh, on fixing that pipe. And they did just come up with an agreement and, and I saw uh, some of the workers back there yesterday, I believe. So I think that at least the portion working on the pipes uh, has commenced again. The rest of it, I'm unsure. Yeah, we were kind of at a standstill because we needed to lay that. It's the main water line that goes yeah. into the courthouse, and we needed to lay, relay that line. 
and we were at kind of a standstill. But now that we've got the permit from the city, nope, work is going to go ahead and go forward, and and we're really trying to get that whole upper section done, buttoned up before winter. If we can get in that water pipe in, we'll free it up to where they can actually do some surfacing up there now. Oh, fantastic. So, so yeah. we, we hit a bit of a snafu, but uh, hopefully before the snow flies, we will have that up there. Right. Now, uh, real quick, uh, I'm running out of time with you. I only got about four minutes left, but can you tell us about the Community Wildfire Defense Grant? What will this money do? Well, the money um, for the Community Wildfire Defense Grant will mainly, in order to apply for projects like we've done in Story, up Red Grade, with all that we're currently doing one in uh, Little Horn Canyon. This is fire mitigation Fire project. mitigation to try and thin trees and take care of the projects. Um, you have to have a um, plan a in place and a fire protection plan. And ours hadn't been rewritten since 2018. And you have to do a new one every five years. So the major purpose of this grant is to get someone to help us rewrite our fire protection plan so then that we're eligible for all the future funding through the federal and state government. That's got to be a heck of an undertaking, though, sending individuals up there to basically walk through the forest and evaluate, (laughs) uh, hey, we got to cut this, we got to thin that, uh, and then you got to take that back to the commission with an evaluation report and a monetary figure. Right. So it requires a little bit of help. Um, This grant is... uh, 90-10 grant, so 90% of it will be paid by the federal government, 10%, which is just an in-kind contribution from us for labor to work on it, basically. And is this, uh, I would imagine, U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, is going to be coming out to, to help foot that one. Now, we did have a very wet year, but uh, it, to your memory, uh, fire wildfires a primary concern for the commission in a typical year? Um, yeah, certainly this is the first year since I've been on the commission, I think, that we have not had to put on fire restrictions before yeah. the end of the year. I don't, I don't think I will run big, story. scary whether we have to put it on before the 4th of July for fireworks. This is the first year, I think, that we haven't had to have a fire ban at all. The only bad part about this wet year is the fuels being saved for next year. Absolutely. Right? And so, so Absolutely. It, I'd be okay with this yeah. uh, new wet. Uh, environment though i'd be all right if uh, all of a sudden we just became what do they call those uh, the uh, not a tropical rainforest but uh, <laughs> can, you know I bet a bit you that's of a not rain. likely to happen no right? i know but hey I've, I've got my fingers crossed yeah commissioners i want to thank you so much for coming on the show this morning and sitting with me uh it, you had something else you wanted to say i just wanted to bring up uh the special district election for the sheridan county fire district oh, absolutely yep um, looks like Bighorn has two seats up for the election. Um, they've got two candidates, Jeff Robert Connell and Lonnie Wright, who have applied for that. Claremont has three seats up for election, and the candidates, uh, John Askew, Jeremy Wayne Thomas, and Terry Waugh. And then Dayton has one seat um, with candidate Emerson Scott, Story with one seat for Steve Weist, and Tongue River with one candidate up, uh, or one seat up, Ray Baker has applied, um, but I do have a note from from our elections department that, as a voter, they uh, can always write in. All right, uh, I've got to go, Commissioner. Okay. I thank you very much. You've been listening to Public Pulse on nine thirty KROE and one hundred three point nine FM, Sheridan.
Are you tired of dealing with complicated bank switches? At First Federal Bank and Trust, we understand that where you bank matters and switching to the right bank should be a breeze. Introducing ClickSwitch, your ultimate solution to hassle-free direct deposit transfers. With ClickSwitch, we automatically move your recurring direct deposits from your old account to your new account. It's simple, safe, and takes just minutes. When you bank with First Federal, you're not just a customer. You're a valued member of the community. We take pride in living and working right alongside you, contributing to the growth of our local economy. First Federal Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Your search for office supplies starts right here at the Sheridan Commercial Company. Hi, Kurt Smith here. We've stocked our office supply department with supplies that meet your everyday work challenges. Our online store at SheridanCommercial.com where you can explore and discover exclusive deals and compare prices with a few clicks. So whether you prefer the in-store experience at 303 Broadway or the digital office store at SheridanCommercial.com, the Sheridan Commercial Company and office supply store is your partner open seven days a week mcdonald's restaurants in sharon have the opportunity you've been waiting for they're looking for enthusiastic open and closer crew members starting at an impressive 17 dollars per hour at mcdonald's larry starro and the crew are all about helping you reach your goals open and closer crew members are the heart and soul of mcdonald's success ready to join the fun starting at 17 dollars per hour go online to myhire.com or stop by any shared mcdonald's location to pick up an application after an aerial dogfight. Pilot officer Jack Absolute flies home to win the heart of his old flame, Lydia Languish. Back on British soil, Jack's advances soon turn to anarchy when the young heiress demands to be loved on her own, very particular terms. See how this rollicking new comedy works out as National Theatre Live presents Jack Absolute Flies Again, Thursday, October 26th at 6pm in Sheridan's Wyo Theatre. Get your tickets at the Wyo Box Office or online at wyotheatre.com. Where can you watch entrepreneurs compete for a share of $100,000, eat and drink lots of deliciousness, and learn about the newest startups in Sheridan County? The Wyo Theater, that's where. Jessica Madden here from Impact 307 announcing that the Sheridan Startup Challenge Pitch Night will be showcased on Wednesday, November 1st at 5.30 p.m. There is no cost to attend and the premier event is open to the public. Please join us as we support local businesses, vote for your favorite startup idea for the Audience Choice Award, and stick around for the reception and winner announcements all at the Wyo Theater November 1st. Tune in to SheridanMedia.com for the ultimate online auction experience. Discover unbeatable deals on hot buys right now. Local retailers offering must-have items starting at half off of retail value. From dining certificates to beauty, automotive, and a bunch more. Bid your way to incredible savings. Get over to hot buys for the bidding frenzy right now and ending at 8 p.m. tonight. Don't miss out on the hottest deals in town. Only at SheridanMedia.com. Get ready to bid, win, and save. KROE. Broadcasting from the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio. K-R-O-E.